The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com From our nation's capital It is Tuesday, July 31, 2018 And this is The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com I'm Bob, how you doing? Hello, Bob Hi, Rachel Why are you on vacation? Come back, come back Keep the faith, Bob Coming up on today's show Buzz Burbank from Buzz Burbank News and Comment Is here, thank God Trump announces collusion isn't a crime, unless it was Hillary, right? Trump also announced he'd meet with the Iranian president without conditions, to which Barack Obama replied, What the fuck, Donnie? I don't, I don't think he actually said that. I'm just making that up. Oh, you know what else we have today? Bigfoot porn. I bet you didn't know there was something called Bigfoot porn. Well, there is, and we're going to talk about it today. And... If the Twitter toddler in the White House has you completely stressed out, head on over to BubbleGenius.com and pick, their, pick up their exclusive Republican voodoo doll featuring the face and body of our cartoon dictator. This item is only available for a limited time, so get yours now. Only $25 from BubbleGenius.com with a third of the proceeds going to support the campaigns of resistance candidates across the country. Plus, if you use our promo code BOBC at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Carol Ford dead today at age 84. <laughs> uh, a little sadder. All right, all right. Gerald Ford dead today at age 84. That was good. Good. Okay, what now? What now? Uh, now let's do one for if he's shot. Well, what are the chances of that? We're, we're just covering contingencies. Tom. I mean, it just seems like Gerald Ford... Look, not look, gonna... look, look. You're the one who wants to spend the whole winter in Barbados, okay? All right. You know, we got to get ready. we got to be ready with something just in case. All right, Tom? All right, all right, all right. Gerald Ford shot dead today at age 83. Uh, add the word senseless. All right. Gerald Ford shot dead today at the senseless age of 83. Um, uh, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Gerald Ford dead today after jumping out of an office building senselessly. It's a nice touch. Uh, okay, moving on. All right. Gerald Ford dead today from an overdose of crack cocaine. Good, good. Next. All right. Tragedy today as former President Gerald Ford was eaten by wolves. He was delicious. If you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true. The Bob Seska Show. Let's get started. It is Trump Crisis Day 558, 97 days until the 2018 midterms and possibly the end of American democracy. According to Shouty McShoutface, <laughs> Malcolm Nance on this show said that, you know, midterms, that could be it. If the midterms go badly, game over. 
game over for all of this, and I I couldn't agree more. Oh, hey, look, right over there, it's TV's Buzz Burbank. How you doing, Buzz? <laughs> well, you've certainly certainly set a warm setting for me here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, you know, th- thank you, uh, Bob, and uh, it's great to be here. It's great to be anywhere. Uh, I want to. I think we should begin today with a p- sort of a public service announcement. Yes, uh, a reminder to people that in extreme weather, whether it's the bitterest cold of winter or the extreme <laughs> heat of late July, uh, be sure and check on the elderly. Bob did this last week, and I am pleased to report I'm fine. But oh it's my a, It's God. a very important thing to do, and I urge everyone to keep uh, the elderly in mind when extreme weather strikes. <laughs> here's exactly. I'm so I'm so amused that you've put it that way. Uh, here's what happened, actually. Uh, you know. I texted you a couple of times on Friday, just about nonsense stuff. Like the the latest uh, cover of the New Yorker is so funny. And we were talking about that. You brought it up because you got your issue before I got my issue. And then when I got my issue, I'd uh, reply to you and say, yes, the new New Yorker cover is indeed hilarious. It's Trump doing a face plan at the bottom of the escalator. And it's so good. Where he announced his candidacy, right? Right, right, right. So, uh, by the way, if you want to get the New Yorker, use our promo code BOBC. So, as soon as I got it, I said, you had text with a, a, a photo of the cover and I, it was just laughing. It was just me going, ha, 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 ha. And then I wrote a, another uh, text to you, you saying- You had a question for me. And, y- yeah. and I, I said to myself, I'm going to answer his question. I'm going to take 10 minutes to think about it first. And then I don't know what happened after that, but right. I never answered your text. So uh, now you're starting to think the worst and, and you get in touch with uh, uh, Mark Ronick over at Realm Network. And, yeah. and now he's and he and I, are good friends and and uh, so he gets in touch uh, to make sure and he's worried too and and he informs me that Kimberly was also worried <laughs> and and I was so I was so touched. Here's I was I was trimming hedges and mowing the lawn and of and uh, of laying out by were. the pool and and uh, <laughs> the things that you do on on a weekend I guess. Yeah. And and my weekend starts a little bit early. So because there was no breaking news, if there's breaking news, I posted on social media. But there really it was an unusually quiet weekend. Yeah. This yeah. week until say today sort of uh, got <laughs> off to a slow start. Yeah. Uh, I mean it was very un- unusually quiet so i i would just i vanished i vanished for like four days yeah and uh, uh everybody was concerned and it was very touching to me that you were but it was also funny i think to <laughs> yeah. all of us well i was like barney fife in that haunted house episode of the andy <laughs> griffiths show and i was just so nervous because i mean i i have this history of losing podcast partners to to weird circumstances and i thought Oh my God. You know, like Saturday, Saturday goes yeah. by and I go, should I check today? I said, no, nah, maybe I'll wait till Sunday morning. And he, then I he did. Hasn't, he hasn't opened his blinds today. I, <laughs> I'm a little worried. And then Ronick and I, uh, plus Kimberly put out an APB for you. And then you just uh-huh. call me up and say, oh yeah, I was just taking some downtime, Bob. Just tell, well, you know, and I, I've recommended it all along. Get right. away from it when you can. And where do we start now? Do we start with the new tax cuts for the rich that drive the country deeper in debt? Or do we cut straight to the part? where he colluded with Russia to beat Hillary and become the first illegitimately pres- elected president of the United States. Well, where, know, do we, which one of the, where do we start today? I don't know. You know what? Let's start there. In fact, let's start right there because this is, uh, this is one of those situations where as things get crazier for Donald Trump, his lies get more and more ridiculous. In fact, I've, ri- I've written about Trump's lies, and you're going, well, that's not breaking news, Bob. Trump always lies. But I'm saying what's happening is Trump's lies are getting more and more insane and more and more flimsy 
as things get crazier now today mm-hmm. he the said, flailings of a desperate man yeah yeah absolutely yeah. that's a great way to put it in fact today he said he tweeted this and this is after rudy was saying rudy giuliani was saying the same thing all over cable news yesterday is that uh collusion is not a crime this is tr- trump's tweet today collusion is not a crime but that doesn't matter because there was no collusion except by crooked hillary and the democrats see so collusion isn't a crime except when hillary did it that's what we're being led to believe by donald trump that collusion well, is not a crime unless the other side does it that's i don't think anybody's being led to believe anything i think and and you know, I read somebody smarter than me, right, that uh, their thought was that all this flailing by Trump, yep. uh, the, the lashing out over the weekend on, on Twitter at, at Mueller, at everybody, you know, all the usual suspects, the stuff about immigration. The purpose of all of this is to inflame and fire up an otherwise anemic Republican voter base. Yep. Uh, it's it's not for you and I. It's not for our consumption, Bob. <laughs> well, there's nothing to see here uh but but it it is it is actually to fire up uh, that that voter base no as legal defenses go there's there's nothing here yeah i mean it's it's the i'm calling it a the not that there's anything wrong with that defense (laughs) that's a great way to put it again basically what this comes down to is uh the fact that collusion has always been used by the press as sort of a a colloquial catch-all term to describe a shorthand if you will to describe what the trumps were doing with the with Russia. It's its definition is a collection yeah. of crimes, a collection of things. He airs the deal, the conservative argument, the Trump and uh, now Giuliani as well argument uh, that collusion is not a crime is based on the premise that the word collusion does not appear anywhere in the United States criminal code. Right. And and that is true so far as most of us know. Yeah, uh, it, it isn't in there. What collusion but collusion is a word. And what that word means is a collection of things that are in the U.S. criminal code. Yep. So it's a collection of of criminal charges, mm. a collection of crimes. And so this is a diversion and, and, like I said, the flailings of a desperate man. Yeah, and according to the AP, they wrote uh, at the bottom of their piece about this. They made sure to make this abundantly clear. They said, uh, as well as a conspiracy to defraud the United States can be used to refer to any two people using deceit, craft, or trickery to interfere with government functions such as an election. In other words, collusion might be shorthand, but if it relates to Russia and U.S. elections, it can still very much be against the law. The thing that I compared this to, Buzz, in uh, an article I wrote for the Daily Banter about all of this is that, you know, they're just taking, they're just being so dumb. They're taking the word literally as if a press adopted shorthand is the actual criminal statute and this reminds me of back in 2009 when barack obama was trying to yank the entire world out of the throes of the great recession by spending on stimulus packages which republicans and democrats have like have always done to spur economic growth so barack obama's trying to pass a stimulus stimulus and everyone went batshit nuts that this is like the forthcoming uh age of socialism in the united states and all this red baiting was going on at the time right. that it's and what happened was they latched on to 
the word czars, which mm. is a press shorthand for policy advisors who work inside the White House. This is a press shorthand. This is a press right. nickname that goes all the way back to the 1980s. Just as leaders sh- within the administration in a particular yep. area. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. But they were making it out to seem as if Barack Obama was hiring literal czars inside the White <laughs> House for the forthcoming communist takeover of the federal government, which was, in fact, so anachronistic because czars were pre-Soviet. And by the way, I, yeah. I looked at, at thesaurus.com at uh, synonyms for collude, yeah. and I see that one of them is conspire. Right. Now, uh, collusion and conspiracy are uh, the same thing. Conspiracy is a crime within the U.S. criminal code. A collusion would then be, uh, apparently, a collection of, of uh, conspiracies, if not crimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's a specific crime that's that bans, like, the word robbery. You know, it's always breaking and entering right. or burglary or some more technical legal bit of jargon. You know, that's what we see. That's the actual truth of how laws are written in this country. We use shorthand for things so that we're not always talking in long extended legalese about it. The same goes with medicine and and other complicated stuff. Uh, But, you know, this was all attached to, Buzz, the idea that uh, uh, Rudy was trying to get across. He said that there was Mm. a second meeting. He confirmed the existence of a pre-meeting meeting before the June 9 Trump Tower meeting back in that sounds like it that sounds like an accidental spill to me that that sounds like he, he didn't mean to say that that he said too much and uh, I've heard other people say that uh, Giuliani does tend to spill over uh, when he talks about certain things now, sometimes these guys spill over and they accidentally tell the truth and yes yes yeah and in this case it kind of makes sense that there would be a meeting before the meeting this is a meeting to talk about about ostensibly that happened on uh, June it would be June 7th 2016 it's a meeting to get the principles ready for the actual meeting so it's Manafort uh, it's Jared Kushner it's Donald Trump Jr. and they're all getting together okay let's talk about what we're going to do about uh, these uh, Russians coming in to offer us stuff on uh, Hillary Clinton offers dirt on Hillary Clinton stolen dirt as part of the uh, Russian cyber attack against the United States so let's discuss this and it just so happens that that it was that night and this is what leads me to believe that rudy was actually telling the truth and that there's much more to this and in fact donald trump senior the actual the president the candidate at the time was in on this uh, pre-meeting meeting is because that night the night of june 7th that was a tuesday that night was a primary election after which donald trump delivered a victory speech during which he said on monday of next week we're going to have all kinds of amazing dirt on hillary clinton i remember i remember that that. yeah yeah and so so i remember that day right he was kind of making it up as he goes along with regard to monday we're gonna we're gonna possibly do it maybe monday (laughs) he kind of said it like that like he wasn't entirely sure but you know donald trump does that a lot where he says you know what we'll have something huge for you coming up next week don't change the channel He never he never did. I remember reporting on that promise and I remember uh, reporting afterward that that promise had not been delivered. That was the same night as this pre-meeting meeting would have taken place. So that indicates that it's possible. Now, again, this doesn't confirm. Again, we were what we're talking about is a series of separate events that we're putting together 
just f- for the sake of argument at this point, obviously oh, it's all, to Mueller to put it, all the yeah, it's all, it's, it's, it's all just coincidence, Bob. Yeah, it's yeah, right. all just coincidence. <laughs> of course. Is, nothing to see here. Yeah, so, I mean, it would make sense that Donald Trump was either in that pre-meeting meeting or was aware of that pre-meeting meeting, which would then, of course, also confirm what Michael Cohen was saying last week. Uh-huh. Um, maybe not necessarily himself, but through whoever leaked that information about uh, Donald Trump being aware that the meeting was going to happen on June 9th before the meeting actually happened happen right so so all of these coincidences could form an actual thing and i'm again (laughs) think i'm dying i'm absolutely dying to see the Mueller timeline for all of this i'm just i mean this more than a lot of the information we've heard at least since the uh the june 9th meeting uh news broke about a year ago this has been one of the main things that i want to hear more about because one of the reasons I want to hear more about it is because it involves mm-hmm. Donald Trump Jr. And I, for, <laughs> for some reason, I've been looking at this guy as, as a personal target. This is one of the guys I want to see go to prison. This is right. one of the guys I want to see get caught up in all of this. Because, you know, um, among all of the criminal reasons why, uh, among all the reasons why he should be held accountable, my concern is that Donald Trump Jr., is going to throw his hat into the ring in terms of politics, that he's going to follow in his father's footsteps. Then and try he's to- deluded. Yeah. He's sorely, sorely <laughs> deluded. If you know, he no, he, he going to prison. That's, yeah, that's where he's I, going. God, I really uh, hope yeah, so. I, I, and I can't believe that he, you know, I'm often amazed, and I, you see this from time to time, uh, people who are have great plans for the future yeah. when it's clear to everyone else they they have no plan. They have right. no future. Right. Uh, and and uh, that's so it's it's, it's really it's always a fascinating phenomenon to witness but uh, you would put uh, don jr's picture next to uh, the definition of the word snarky uh <laughs> in his in his facial expression in his appearance mm-hmm. in his uh, you know the way he does his hair and the way he dresses and and the 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 things that he's done you know he he you you look at him and you go oh he's one of those guys you could yeah. smell the you could smell the cologne from here <laughs> and gross. and so uh yeah i mean so now Naturally, he makes an ideal target. I think all the Trumps do to a certain extent, but this guy more than most. And, you know, for his sake, I just I hope he can find his pomade in prison. I hope they make, they make Dapper Dan available. <laughs> they'll, they'll, have, they'll, they'll have something that will work. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm, I, I don't think it'll be sold in stores. No. Um, but anyway, so so that's uh, that's where we are with collusion. And again, this is an argument that is not going to survive, although it could in the twisted realm of Earth 2, it could work with their people. I mean, if if Mueller comes oh, yeah. out with a yeah. series of charges, whether it's in the form of an, a series of indictments against the president or if it's in the form of a report that's handed over to Congress, if this report does not specifically say Donald Trump colluded, then they're going to say, then especially Donald Trump is going to say, no collusion. I mean, you see, I don't see any collusion here because I don't see the word collusion. So therefore, I'm innocent. No big deal. Oh, by the way, Hillary Clinton and the Democrats colluded. 
<laughs> yeah, well, and here again, this whole thing, uh, that concept is is folly. Uh, yeah. They may well yeah. believe what you've just outlined, but if they do, they are fools because uh, they're still talking to a, minor- a minority of American voters. Yeah. They're firing up a minority. Uh, to what end? Because uh, in their ultimate defeat, what the nation is left with is a big army of insurgents. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's uh, terribly concerning. You're, you're fiercing up uh, a chunk of America, about a third of it, uh, that isn't likely to calm down with the imprisonment of this president yeah. or whatever may lie between here and there. Uh, they're, they're just not. And, and uh, the way he keeps firing them up, that's what I'm concerned about. It's not that it's going to cost us an election because I don't think that's going to happen despite the obstacles that Democrats have to overcome. Yep. And, and again, putting in a plug for that, we got we to gotta get a turnout of 8% or, or more above normal uh, just to break even on this election yeah and and so it, it you know but the the motivation is still very much there with every crazy thing that trump does but he's firing up a base that will do no one any good and, and everyone a lot of harm god it's only a matter of time before it all falls apart i mean i just right. can't right i can't help but to imagine that at some point, people are going to start to go, you know what? I'm sick and tired of this guy. I mean, even some of his supporters. Because, I mean, fatigue with the president is a real thing. Usually it happens in the latter half of the second term. Tell us about it. Oh, my God. But, I mean, (laughs) even with supporters, people just get tired of talking about someone. I mean, I I was looking at Trump's tweets yesterday, and I'm going... Isn't he tired of hearing himself? I guess, you know, he's not, no, obviously. No, never, never. Right, right. But, I mean, it seems like at some point he would go, oh, I'm just exhausted with this crap. I mean, it's just like, I, I'm getting too old for this shit. You know, it's just like one of those things. But um, It's you know, the boy who cried wolf. It's, yeah. it's Alice Cooper's uh, when everything screams, nothing screams. If he's blabbing all the time, after a while, it becomes white noise. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of getting too old for this shit, you know, <laughs> it seems like, and I tweeted something out along these lines yesterday, so if you've read that tweet, you're already way ahead of me. But, you know, every time I turn on Hardball, Chris Matthews and Hardball. It seems uh-huh. like there's a panel of political consultants <laughs> mulling over the secret formula for Trump's success. Like there's some sort of magic thing that he did. There's a there's a voter base that he was able to successfully tap into through traditional political strategy and so on. You know, none of that. None of that is actually true. There's only really two adjoining answers to why Trump is where he is right now, and that is Fox News and Russia. Trump is president yeah. because of Fox news in russia full stop period there's no other magic and here there's well there's one other ingredient undereducated americans well yes Un- but and, and and undereducated and in some cases uninvolved well yeah those are the people who are to blame but that was all exploited and weaponized yes, by fox yes, news yes, and was. russia so if you're yes. looking for sort of a broad stroke explanation for why trump is president right now you need only look any further than Fox News and Russia. Right. You know, it's just like when I when I posted this on Twitter yesterday, I was getting all kinds of additional replies from, you know, from from friends and followers and things and people right, who I respect. Right. And they were saying, well, what about misogyny, Bob? Well, what about racism? Didn't that? And I said, yeah, I would respond to each one and I go, weaponized by Fox News in Russia. Well, what about misogyny? Weaponized by Fox News yeah. in Russia. These are the factors. And it j- just drives me batshit when 
there's this there's this mulling over and this picking apart the the peeling away yeah, of the yeah. the trump onion as if there's some it. sort of magic well, underneath the only thing i would say in their defense and i agree with with you but but he, i side with them on this despite what we know about who he is and what he is and and what he's done and how he did it and we know quite a lot about those things yeah despite all those things that we know it's still freaking mystifying isn't it yeah you know yeah. I mean, and so i i think oh, that's yeah. what maybe you're witnessing there yeah but you're right it's it's a waste of valuable broadcast time uh that that could be dedicated to uh, a lot more enriching oh, sure, uh, sure. programming that's well, for sure i mean no one is more mystified than i I am in terms of because I still do this on a routine basis where I'll you know I'll walk into the room and cable news will be on in the living room on TV or something and I'll just see Trump on TV speaking doing something and I'll say to myself or I'll say out loud to either Kimberly or nobody Uh I just can't believe that Donald Trump is president donald trump it, it, to yeah. me that's like saying ronald mcdonald is president yeah, it's cartoonish and yeah. Uh, yeah it's it's evil cartoonish but right. it's cartoonish right i mean because i mean again this is my standard speech but uh, you know right. those of us who've lived on the east coast for a certain length of time for at least uh, at least a few decades uh-huh. we all know what donald trump stands for what donald trump is all about what makes donald trump tick and and so therefore i think we have a firmer grasp of the cartoony nature of donald trump i mean there is that's not to under underplay or understate how terrible a human being is how monstrous he is especially in situations like the central park five and so on you know who else we have to blame for him now that you you mentioned the olden days with donald trump uh <laughs> people people magazine us magazine yeah um, the Inquirer. Of oh, the Inquirer. Yeah, uh, but the, those are the people, along with NBC, mm-hmm. NBC, where NBC News is doing some of the best reporting on uh, the mess that's left behind. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I say that with an asterisk because I know their, <laughs> I know their weaknesses as well. Uh, but um, hey, I, I mean, this is just the, the age we live in, I guess. Right. Right. Trump also tweeted something else today among uh, a whole tweet storm of gibberish and bullshit. Uh, he said that he'd meet with Iran's Rouhani. Oh, no, you didn't tweet this, actually. This was not a tweet. This is actually an out, out loud remark that he made in front of the press, yes. in front of the, the, the goddamn Italian uh, uh, prime minister. And, for, and didn't you know this was coming? Didn't yeah. you know he was going to, at some point, propose talks with with Rouhani, with, right. with Iran? Uh, you, you, after North Korea and Russia, you just knew this was coming. I mean, if I'm Barack Obama, I'm going, what the actual fuck is this? Right. all about i mean because remember in 2008 uh 2007 2008 barack obama was asked in a democratic debate whether he would meet with uh the president of iran or the, now you know that guy ain't shit and he said that he would regrettably without preconditions in the format uh-huh. of this debate and the republicans landed on his head like a thousand iron anvils i mean it was like like giant cartoony anvils dropping from the sky and landing on barack obama's head for saying that and here's here's donald trump saying the exact same goddamn thing and of course sean hannity was uh was applauding it last night Um, sure and crickets in the senate gallery of course yeah but i mean (laughs) You know, he said this, and he said this publicly as if he kind of had thought about this already, and this was maybe already something that they had discussed internally as part of their foreign policy. But it turns out Secretary of State Mike Pompeo 
contradicted Trump today. Hey, that's no. a sh- <laughs> that's a shocker. Uh, he said, uh, Pompeo said, if the Iranians demonstrate a commitment to make fundamental changes in how they treat their own people, reduce their malign behavior, can agree that it's worthwhile to enter into a nuclear agreement that actually prevents proliferation, then the president said he'd prepare to sit down and, and have a conversation with him. So there are preconditions. And besides, besides, Iran said they didn't want to do it. <laughs> Right. That's true. That's true. Right, right. So, and this uh, obviously connects too to Donald Trump saying, uh, what was it last week when he was screaming uh, in all caps at Rouhani about uh, it's another fire and fury rant that he went on. Well, this would be why Obama would be saying what the fuck, because Trump has now legitimized uh, the leader of Russia, the leader of North Korea, and has attempted or maneuvered or taken a step toward doing the same for the leader of Iran. Uh, None of us are surprised that it's gone this far, and nor will we be surprised when it goes farther. Yeah, well, he's making it perfectly obvious now uh, that what he's trying to do is repeat the same strategy as if it was a strategy and not him just bungling his way through he's trying to repeat the same thing that he did with uh with kim jong-un he thinks that he can start at fire and fury and end with shaking hands at a summit meeting somewhere in the far east we all know how well that worked out what with north korea now building new missiles at uh, the site where it tested its nuclear missiles yeah see now again Thank you. Those talks worked out great. We are safer. I can sleep better tonight knowing that after uh, (laughs) Trump's talks with Kim Jong-un, that North Korea is building new ballistic missiles. That's great. Yeah, we tried to tell you, goddammit. You know, we tried tried to tell you once and for all that this is not going to work out. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen the way Donald Trump thinks it will. Or do we cut straight to the part where he's guilty of colluding with a hostile foreign government uh, to become an illegitimately elected president? No collusion. By the way, collusion isn't a crime, except Hillary. If Hillary does it, and the 13 angry Democrats do it, and if the deep state does it. Oh, okay. So then it's a... Uh, all right. Okay. You know what? I, you know, this is, I think the Trump administration, I think the Trump presidency buzz is making my hair fall out. I don't know why. Uh, I, I, well, you know, it, it makes sense to me. I, there's probably scientific evidence for that. So I was at the uh, at the barber shop getting a haircut, and uh, this woman who cuts my hair did a fine job with my hair. I was really pleased with how it, everything turned out. So she did that thing at the end of the haircut where she takes the mirror and says, "Okay, check us out. Look behind," and she you're looking at the different reflections so you can see the back of your own yeah. head. Which is always weird. It always creeps me out to see the back of my own head, but especially now that I'm starting to lose my hair right at the crown of my head. And she she points to the she points to the emerging thinning and balding on the top of my head and goes, Uh I didn't do this. (laughs) So it looks so weird that she actually thought that I would perceive it as being as a part of a botched haircut. That's how awkward it looks right now. Let me just say this, don't paint your bald spot. That's exactly right. Um, so, you know, God damn it, I need 4 right now. Yeah. You know, it surprised me, Buzz, to learn that two-thirds of uh, all men lose their hair by the time they're 35 years old. A bald spot pops up, kind of like mine, although I'm not bald yet, but it's really thinning. Uh, plus a creeping hairline. And what's it going to look like, like a year from now or two years from now? You want to keep the hair that you have for as long as possible. But thanks to science, baldness can be optional if not inevitable. Here's a pro tip for you. Don't buy the snake oil at convenience stores. Buy the real deal from medicine and science. 
4hims.com connects you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to help you keep the hair that you have and with money saving generic prescriptions. You know, it also surprised me to learn that 20, 25% of all the new cases of erectile dysfunction are in men under age 40. That's wow. astonishing, especially now that I'm 47. Uh, 4hims.com is a guy's one-stop shop for hair loss, sexual wellness, and more with advice and prescription-grade medications, not herbal supplements, at a fraction of the usual cost. No waiting room, no awkward doctor visits, and no pharmacy lines. It's all much, much faster. A real time saver if you're on the go like I am. Just answer a few questions. The doctor refers your, uh, reviews your answers and writes a prescription that comes straight to your door. And right now... My listeners get a one-month trial of Hims for just five bucks, and save hundreds of dollars on pharmacy visits. That includes a consultation. See their website for details. This is a very limited offer, so hit pause right now on the podcast. Go to four Hims f o r h i m s dot com slash b o b c. I'll spell it again. That's four Hims dot com slash b o b c. Forhims.com slash B-O-B-C. Do it right now. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, welcome back to our Tuesday show. Buzz is here. And uh, make sure to go shopping through our Amazon link. It's the all caps Amazon link at bobsuska.com. Click that link. It'll take you right to the front page of amazon.com. You go shopping as normal, but we get a teeny tiny commission for some of the things you buy. That's how it all works. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for shopping through our Amazon link. All right. Uh, so what do we, where we, where do we go now? <laughs> what do we talk about now? There are about a gazillion things. I hear the biggest story of the week, Buzz. You want to hear yes. the, the biggest story sure. of the week? Yes. Denver Riggleman. Have you heard about Denver Riggleman? No, I've not heard the Riggleman saga. <laughs> By the way, Denver Riggleman, fun fact, was my radio name in 1978. <laughs> uh, Denver Riggleman allegedly loves Bigfoot porn. I didn't even know that there was a thing uh, where they're making erotic porn about uh, Bigfoot. I saw uh, some headline online about it, and I'm very proud of myself for not clicking on it. Uh, but, but, but I'll listen. <laughs> yeah, a, a candidate for the U United States House of Representatives uh, from Virginia uh, has been accused of supporting white supremacists and also of liking Bigfoot porn. Democrat Leslie Cockburn also my radio name in 1978, uh, sparked a Twitter frenzy on Sunday for sharing a, a curious drawing apparently taken from Republican rival Denver Riggleman's Instagram page. See, I had to talk uh, about this story, it's, Buzz. It's the Riggleman-Cockburn case. That I remember is, that. That's exactly right. I had to talk about this, if for no other reason but to talk about Cockburn and Riggleman. Riggleman, Riggleman Cockburn. Riggleman a, and a Cockburn. president that will be cited forever. Einhorn and Finkel. Finkel and Einhorn. Cockburn and Riggleman. On, his, on this guy's Instagram page, this Republican's uh, Instagram page, Denver yes. Riggleman, uh, it shows a Bigfoot-like creature with genitals obscured by a censored sign. Well, sure. And then in another picture, there's his face superimposed over a picture of Bigfoot with a censored uh, a, a block over the genitalia, over the Bigfoot genitalia. Well, you know what they say about creatures with big feet. <laughs> Exactly right. Um, Cockburn faces uh, Riggleman on the November ballot for Virginia's 5th Congressional District, and I'm glad to see that they're keeping it serious. Um, okay. 
Moving along here. It, it is a refreshing change, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, I'm glad we got to squeeze in a, a note about Bigfoot porn in the show today. I, mean, I think all... it's important. I think Americans should know, and now I'm ashamed of myself for not clicking on that link. Everyone's saying, God damn it, Bob, stop talking about Trump. Well, this is what you get. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you get, as soon as I do. Okay, so here's another stupid Trump thing. There are lots of stupid Trump things that as his chosen becomes, at random. Do we use a dartboard? How do we do? I'm going to roll the wheel of stupid All Trump right. things, and here we go. Around and around it goes. Around and around it goes. Ah, here we go. 3D plastic guns. Let's talk about 3D plastic guns. Okay, so Trump tweeted today, Buzz. I am looking into 3D plastic guns being sold to the public. Already spoke to NRA doesn't seem to make much sense well thanks for being uh, on top of things mr president they're gonna stand like that <laughs> i know yeah. because the trump administration has already agreed to allow 3d printed guns and the plans it's to go public and, you know jesus god some of the plans are already online a thousand people have already downloaded plans to make your own ar-15 what could possibly go wrong with yeah. this they are un untraceable and undetectable yeah. uh some of them fire only once some of them fire more times than that uh we already have a case in this country of a man who committed multiple murders with a gun he made himself because he was prohibited from buying one because of his criminal record. Uh, this is a gift to terrorists and criminals yeah. to make it possible. And I grant you, most people and most criminals won't do this. Yeah. But some, especially those prohibited from having weapons, will. And because there's no registration, no background check, uh, these are uh, no serial number on the weapon. I'm not even sure if they leave score marks on the traditional bullet, bullets that they fire. There's no way to identify or, or trace these guns. Uh, havoc ensues, and they're already out there. They're yeah. already out there. And Trump's, uh, I called the NRA. They said, meh. <laughs> You know, well, thanks. Thanks for your leadership, sir. Yeah. Thank you. And he never stands. He always says he's going to stand up to the NRA. And he always says that he's the only one who can stand up to the NRA, but he never, ever does. And they never do. And they never will, quite honestly. Not until the NRA gets indicted by Robert Mueller. Uh, will people, I mean, even then, people will still uh, be a part of the NRA, even if they're found guilty look, of conspiring. I, I, I look around me and I see. I see plastic guns. I see, yeah. and this tax cut for the rich, which we haven't spoken about, the new one, the oh, one yeah, you yeah. didn't know about until today. Right. Uh, you you look at you look at the three D guns and the the new tax cut for the rich, and you look at uh, the Kavanaugh nomination, and you look at our precarious and now compromised in a way relationships with North Korea and mm -hmm. Russia uh, and and Iran. Uh, everything was nice and stable until this six-year-old came through and <laughs> tore the place up, and and we're and and he's firing up this minority base. It seems to me the the best way to stop all this is to stop him, yeah. and the sooner the better. Yeah. And uh, while I'm all for that being decided by a midterm election. We're getting to a, a well, I, and I've said this within the last week, a tipping point here. Yeah, this is it. it this is 
we're we're you know the 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 roller coaster car is just creeping over the top, <laughs> getting ready to go over that first big hill, and uh, that's that's where we are right now. And it's yeah. just it's a matter of when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? We're but I think we're that close, and I think those are the best. That's the best and and maybe only way at this point to stop the threat to this country. Yeah. Well, you know, we can also file this in the what could possibly go wrong file. Uh, a Republican senator candidate is raffling off a machine that makes untraceable AR-15s. This oh, is good. a this is a candidate for the United States Senate who's sure. doing this. And, you know, again, what could possibly go wrong? And the, my question, though, Buzz, is why would the gun lobby support something like this? Because. You'd think they'd want to sell people actual firearms and not allow people to make their own homebrew firearms. To, to them, this is the most basic yeah. interpretation of the Second Amendment. Yeah. Uh, I have a right to bear arms, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which is not really what it says, but that's what they've twisted it to mean. Yeah, uh, I, but and, I've always uh, got the, the sense that they only talk about the Second Amendment as a convenient turnkey to sell more guns. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Oh, it's just course. like it's a marketing ploy is what it is. Right, really. and, and, and you know, this is going to hurt. <laughs> well, I mean, this stands to... Do some uh, damage, I would think, to yeah. gun makers, to le- to so-called legitimate gun makers. Yeah. Uh, but but n- not a lot. Like I said, most criminals and most people won't do this. But enough to be concerning, enough yeah. to make a, a bad situation worse. And it's very the potential of this is devastatingly frightening. Well, you know, Trump is is trying to wiggle his way out of a bad situation right now, which is the impact of the tariffs, uh, the impact of his whimsical trade war of choice. That's that's one of the situations he's trying to wiggle out of. Yeah. 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 And one of the ways he's trying to do that is by offering a 12 billion dollar bailout to himself. Basically, I mean, it's you know, he suggesting that it's going to go to the farmers who are impacted by the tariffs, but it's really a bailout, a $12 billion bailout for Donald Trump himself. Because, oh, it's buying votes. Yeah, it's just buying votes. Exactly. Uh, what, what, certainly an attempt to. Yeah, but Donald Trump has always required bailouts for his fuck-ups. I mean, that's basically been his business right. history. Russia has right. bailed him out. Bankruptcy has Bankruptcy, bailed him out. Right. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Russia bailed him out again by getting him elected. Uh, this is, is <laughs> something that always happens, and now he wants to uh, continue to engage in this trade war, which doesn't need to happen, which he could end today, but of course, right. it's going badly for him with all of these companies bugging out and all of these jobs being lost and, and farmers potentially going destitute. So he's offering a $12 billion bailout. Well, on top of that, the Trump administration is now considering a unilateral $100 billion tax cut for the wealthy, for the wealthy right. alone, $100 billion. So you could actually kind of say, given the timing of this right before a midterm election, that this is $112 billion, add in the bailout on the farmers, $112 billion to help Donald Trump retain one, uh, at least yeah. one chamber of Congress in the fall. Yeah, this is going to cost uh, the U.S. Treasury $102 billion on top Jesus. of the, the 14. So, yeah, that, uh, so it's like 114 then when you add in the $12 billion. Yeah. We're up to that point. And it comes at a time that the nation's deficit is dramatically increasing 
at really at a, a concerning yeah. rate, and uh, I'm not a Republican, <laughs> uh, and 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 apparently neither are the Republicans anymore because yeah. they've all turned the other way and allowed this to happen oh, yeah. and encouraged and made this happen. Yep. Uh, uh, but so it comes at a time that we can't afford to make the deficit worse no. than it's already been made by the tax cuts that already benefited the rich that Congress passed. This unilateral move by the president uh, benefits eighty six percent. Of the benefit of this, uh, what, what he plans to have Stevie Mnuchin over at uh, <laughs> the, the Treasury Department, what, right. he, what he hopes to have him do is change the regulation, allowing them to adjust uh, some cost of living for uh, not a state tax, a uh, capital gains tax, uh, it, rich people stuff mostly. Eighty-six yeah. percent of the benefit of that policy change goes to the top 1% income. Yeah. And, One. And by the way, he might use his executive power to enact this change. Oh, he can. He does not yeah. need to involve Congress in this at all. Yeah. He's, it, it, it appears that the executive branch has the authority to adjust the regulations when it comes to things like cost of living. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and so that's, that's the mechanism they hope to use to achieve this. Right. Well, George W. Bush wanted to try the same thing. George W. Bush wanted to go about his gigantic tax cut in, uh, what was it, 2001? Right before 9-11? Yeah, and he wanted to do it without going through Congress, but even George W. Bush said, no, 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 that's an overreach of the Treasury's authority to uh, implement such a gigantic tax cut without yeah, going through Congress. Yeah, but this administration would say, this administration would say, yeah, but we're just adjusting that. It's just a cost of living adjustment. Yeah, There's really right. nothing to see here. It's fine. This is uh, normal stuff. It's a cost of living. You've heard of them. Yeah. Cost of living adjustments. <laughs> right. that's, that's all we're doing. Go yeah. back to your homes. Well, you know, and Buzz, this is the bigger picture that always frightens the hell out of me, especially right now. And because we're seeing all kinds of conditions emerging that look so goddamn similar to what happened leading up to the Great Recession. We have Donald Trump rolling back, the Republicans rolling back, Dodd-Frank rolling back those regulations on Wall mm -hmm. Street. Rolling yeah, Democrats back, helped with some of that too, by the way. Yeah, well, but also rolling back the uh, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, uh, right. implementing gigantic tax cuts without paying for them, et cetera, et cetera. One thing after another, a gigantic Wall Street bubble is another part of it. Uh, but, but what's happening oh, here yeah. is- Oh, yeah, the junk bonds are back. All the junk bonds <laughs> that caused us to crash yeah. in 07, they're back. Oh, yeah. They're back bigger. Yep. It's yep. worse. The, yeah. the danger, the potential is worse. But yeah, everything's fine. Go back to watching <laughs> Snooky or whatever you're watching Snooki. on TV. Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So but, I mean, here's the problem, though. I mean, the thing is- that he's also racking up this gigantic deficit, right? I mean, right. we got another $100 billion for a tax cut on the for the wealthy added into the mix on top of everything else, on top of the $1 trillion that we're already adding, and it could potentially be more. What this is, Buzz, is this is the starve the beast strategy. What they're doing is, if there is a recession, and it occurs on, let's say, a subsequent Democratic president's watch, someone who has to clean up after Trump, just like Obama was, they're not going to be able to spend our way out of it because the deficit is going to be so monstrous by the time we get there. It's going to be exactly the same as it was when Barack Obama was inaugurated in 2009. There was a gigantic recession, a world economic meltdown that we were caught in the throes of, partly and mostly because, in fact, of our own ridiculousness here in this country and our, our uh, you know, the, the deregulation trend that had been going on.
on for a couple of decades up that we don't we all know the reasons but what happened was as soon as barack obama became president he was tasked with yanking us out of that he wasn't able to use a stimulus package or they they resisted the urge to use a stimulus package by again going back to what we were talking about at the top of the show by by using this communist red baiting that was going on and uh and so they said well not we can't continue to run up these massive deficits and this this huge debt why are you thinking about spending more on the deficit why 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 barack obama we can't do and so there's all this resistance coming from the opposition party in that case the republicans about spending on you know about deficit spending and adding to the national debt and then that used to be their thing until they were in power and then it wasn't anymore until trump was in power this is and again this is a different party it's like uh, you go to sleep uh, you you have your yourself one day and you go to sleep one night you wake up the next day you're somebody else yeah Uh, that's 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 what happened to the republican party it it was a long night it happened over a a long period of time yeah but that's essentially what happened it isn't the same republican party Mm -hmm. this is the trump publican party now this is this is Trump's Republican Party, and uh, all the rules changed well, when you know, he was elected. We've been very critical of Bernie Sanders on this show for a long, long time. I know mm-hmm. Chez was no uh, Bernie Bernie Sanders fan. I tried to I remain know. as neutral as I could during the primaries, but uh, but but Chez made sure <laughs> to uh, tell us about his uh, his problems with Bernie Sanders. But here, right. here's something that I always go back to that Bernie Sanders was one thousand percent correct about for many, many years leading up to the Great Recession. Bernie. Sanders Sanders and uh, talk radio host Tom Hartman were both saying since I think going back to 2006 that we are on the verge of an economic meltdown batten down the hatches we got to uh-huh. stop doing this we got to yeah, stop a lot of economists a lot of economists think this too yeah yeah well so I feel very similar to Bernie and Tom Hartman uh, back in the day I feel that way right now I feel like it's coming and I feel like the yeah. same conditions are are being laid down again and that's on, what I meant economists think that about now yeah yeah, yeah. And and it's and it's actually kind of terrifying. I mean, anyone who went through the hardest parts of the Great Recession knows how terrifying it is to uh, be, be saddled with the prospect of it occurring all over again. Maybe yeah. even worse this time because it may actually happen while Donald Trump is still president. Can you imagine Donald Trump trying to uh, worm our way out of? A recession that is that deep, where we are hemorrhaging eight hundred thousand jobs every month, and so on. Right. I, he's not competent enough to do it. He's not smart enough to do it, and the people around him will only make the wrong decisions. I mean, anyone think that Steve Mnuchin, the Monopoly Man, and his wife Cruella Deville are going to actually come up with solutions to another gigantic recessions like that? I seriously, seriously doubt it. I seriously no, doubt it. no, and they're not there for that anyway. <laughs> we would need public servants to to be able to do a thing like that, and yeah. there are no public there are few there are a lot of non-public servants in the trump administration Uh, that's the fairest way to put it i think well we're going to talk about the Koch brothers the Koch brothers are in the news here we're going to get into that right after this one last break back after these words you can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using bubble genius bath and body products see bubble genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. 
We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Oh, yes. All right, Buzz Burbank is here today. Make sure to listen to Buzz Burbank News and Comment every Thursday at BuzzBurbank.com. All right, uh, so this is like... (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) This is like watching Alien versus Predator. Trump versus the oh, Koch yeah. brothers, or I should say, <laughs> maybe it's uh, Steve Bannon, Donald Trump versus the Koch brothers. I can see the, the movie poster and the, the caption at the bottom of it that says, no one gets out alive. <laughs> That's right. So uh, here was Trump's tweet from today, and then we'll back. Well, you know what? Let's start with uh, Steve Bannon first, This goes because this goes back to yesterday. Uh, apparently, the Kochs are, no, uh, are unhappy with Donald Trump. They're no fan of Donald Trump. And so they're spending some money right now on candidates who are kind of in line with the Kochs, uh, uh, if you want to call them core values. Issues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah let, me, let, me, let me interject here, if I may, because okay. some people you know, know or they, they've heard the Koch brothers. Sure. The, the Koch brothers are revered in my hometown of Wichita, Kansas. Wow. They are revered in Canada because they do uh, have charities. They do give money to things in that area, which has won them the love of the people in that area because they, oh, isn't that nice? They took care of that, that poor family. And, and so they, their PR in that part of the country is very, very good. And they employ a lot of people. Coke Industries uh, is big in, in Wichita, Kansas. And uh, you get to the airport, the little, the little airport they have there. So cute. And, and they have have uh they have uh, billboards posters uh, for coke industries welcoming you to town the, 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 the question yeah. i always have for you buzz is yeah. does the people train run out of wichita or does it run out of stubville <laughs> no you got to go to stubville to catch the people train <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm sorry uh but uh, at any rate the coke brothers have backed conservative causes about mm-hmm. traditionally backed republican candidates recently and i always get a, a, a confused because they all look alike the coke brothers <laughs> david david or charles i think one of them has stepped away, retired, right. uh, maybe maybe not in the best of health. And it's changed now the flavor of of the Coke charities and the Coke uh, political efforts and, yeah. and foundation. And so we're seeing a shift now. They, they're, they're, still, <laughs> they're still doing things like uh, trying to suppress mass transit in your town and things yeah. like that. But uh, lots of, they, they, a lot of stuff with chemicals you don't need to know about. <laughs> but they, uh, they, 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 they still, they still are, are very much involved in those things, but occasionally uh, are now supporting in a big way uh, people and issues we over here at this show like. Yeah. Yeah, how about that? How about that for flipping the script, as they say? Right. Yeah. Uh, during a retreat to discuss the 2018 political landscape, co- top Coke officials described the Trump White House as toxic and destructive to the country. That is uh, that is pretty impressive. I mean, I, you know, I can't 
I can't quite give them a round of applause because, of course, they're the Coke officials. They're the Coke right. brothers. Um, I still believe, even though they are the new Coke, that they're going to go back to Coke Classic at some point. <laughs> uh, they sharply criticized Trump's protectionist trade policies, arguing that his actions were taking a toll on the economy, and that's not yep. a shock. I mean, at least yep. they're they're defending their own core values, which have been basically unchanged. But and that just, will play big. That will play big in Trump country in yeah. places like. Like Wichita, Kansas. I'm not yep. kidding. Yep. Uh, to hear the Koch brothers speak up against uh, Trump like that and in very clear terms uh, won't win them applause there either. But it's going to make a lot of people stop and think because of the reverence they hold oh, yeah. for the Koch brothers and in that part and other parts of the country. During this meeting, they showed a video uh, depicting images of recently shuttered businesses due to the uh, trade war of choice, the whimsical trade war of choice. Uh, Brian Hooks, a senior Coke lieutenant, said the divisiveness of this White House is causing long-term damage. When in order to win on an issue, someone else has to lose. It makes it very difficult to unite people and solve the problems in this country. You see that on trade and in order to get to a good place on trade convince the american people that trade is bad you know everyone's been saying for quite a while now i would say at least a decade when are the democrats going to have their own coke brothers well we might have just found our own coke brothers and they're the <laughs> they're the actual coke brothers definitely yeah no doubt uh the Kochs, uh, who espouse free trade views, have long expressed discomfort with Trump, and their network largely sat out the 2016 election. But the open hostilities at this weekend's conference came as something of a surprise, and certainly to Donald Trump, who tweeted... The support, the support came from inside the house. <laughs> oh, my God. So here's, here's what Trump tweeted today. The globalist Koch brothers. All right, that is such a loaded open right then and there. Because what we have learned over the years from following Alex Jones is that <laughs> the word globalist is, ah, it's anti Semitic. Yeah, it's code. It's anti Semitic code for Jews. Globalists equal Jews in the parlance of Alex Jones and the whole conspiracy theory crowd. So the globalist. Oh, see, I didn't know that. That shows my naivete. I thought yeah. a globalist was somebody who believed in global trade and uh, to some extent global government. Well, that's the public view of the. That's uh-huh. the view that. They, but it's in the in his world. It's yeah. code for Jew. Exactly right. Got exactly it. right. I'm, I'm so. not surprised. I just let me jot that down. <laughs> the globalist Koch brother. So when you use the word global. Globalism, it has certain connotations. Certainly, it can be intended to specifically mean what you were just saying, Buzz. Right. But but the intention, when it's brought up by people like Alex Jones, is oh, the seven Jews that run the country or run the world. That's kind of the idea behind this. So the, uh-huh. the globalist Koch brothers, who have become a total joke in real Republican circles, are <laughs> you see Donald Trump always making things worse for Donald Trump. This and tweet, all other Republicans. Yeah, this tweet successfully like quadrupling the amount of money that the Koch brothers are going to spend against Trump and the Republicans now. Because of this one tweet, I assure you, they're they're a total joke, he says, in real Republican circles. They're against strong borders and powerful trade. I never sought their support because I don't need their money or bad ideas. Well, guess what, Donna? You're not going to fucking get them. Uh, They love my tax and regulation cuts, judicial picks, and more. I made dot, 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 new tweet, them richer. 
Their network is highly overrated. I have beaten them at every turn. They want to protect their companies outside the U.S. from being taxed. I'm for America first and the American worker, a puppet for no one. Oh, except for Putin. He's Putin's puppet. He uh, does go on, doesn't he? Yeah. Two nice guys with bad ideas make America great again. Boy, Donald Trump always makes things worse for Donald Trump. You know, the last thing you want to do is jab the Koch brothers in the eyeballs like your, you know, Mo Howard yeah, in the three except, it, Yeah, and they will, they will, you know, they will, their revenge is best served cold. They, unlike <laughs> Trump, are, are not as emotional and yeah. and certainly not reactionary in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will make note of this and... Yeah. Uh, respond appropriately but they will always do what's best for them uh even if that means sacrificing an opportunity for revenge yeah yeah and anyone listening to this show right now is is lying if they say they're not rooting for the cokes in this we are all rooting for the coke go <laughs> yeah, coke just brothers. on this just on this but yes yes we <laughs> yeah, are I never yeah. thought. All we're those, smiling inappropriately yes by the way all those products that you've boycotted from the coke brothers you can start buying them you can start buying your bounty paper towels now because it's well, okay let's not get crazy <laughs> They've got, they got the money. They'll be all right. <laughs> so there you go. The Koch brothers have be- suddenly become the good guys. It's like professional wrestling, well, except serious again, and you destructive. Know, let's not just settle down. I, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not that. They're not that good. They're doing a good thing here. They're doing something here that works for us. Yeah. But I think even the Democrat that they're backing in that in that one state race, uh, you know, is is not really accepting. He's certainly not acknowledging it. He has. You know, he's he's not acknowledging any help that he's getting. He's just continuing the campaign that he uh, was running before. Yeah. Well, you know, as they say, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And that's I'm going to go with that. <laughs> I'm going to go with that one. Uh, I'm not necessarily well, saying is, they're my friend, that, but what does that make us? Yeah. Well, you know, guess what? <laughs> uh, three weeks from right now, the uh, Koch brothers will be on my interview show. No, I'm oh, I'm joking. Yeah. Oh, I'm kidding, of course. Oh, my heart stopped. Hey, you know who's going to be on the, sh- the interview show tomorrow? No, who will be? The great Jillian Barbary is going to be on uh-huh. the show, and uh, you know, Jillian uh, co-hosts a uh, talk show, a conservative pro-Trump talk show. With a guy named John Phillips, who used to have me wow. on his show all the time, but he's a Trumper now, and yeah. J- and Jillian is stuck in this hive of Trumpism at at this radio station in L.A. where she works, and we're gonna get into that with her and a lot oh, more. Yeah, oh, I bet she has some great stories. Oh my God, can you ma- even imagine? I mean, she worked for Fox Sports for a while. I can't even imagine. <laughs> the, oh, oh dear, <laughs> the nightmare that was. I, 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 I don't. Hope she's all right. Yeah, I, I doubt she'll be dishing much dirt against her current employers but maybe some of her former employers a fox (laughs) okay so uh all right make sure to uh support the show by going to our patreon page by the way because that's where you're going to hear all of the interview shows our new wednesday show we talk we're talking like again we're talking to jillian barbary tomorrow we talked to john fugel saying last week fascinating and everyone loves the john fugel saying interview oh yeah especially the way it concluded with the story about uh, his son and who his son thinks are going to heaven I won't spoil it, but uh, it was uh, the first two people he named were Gandhi and MLK. And the third one isn't a surprise if you know who John Fuglesang is and what his tastes are. So <laughs> go and listen to our Wednesday show at our Patreon page. You can get there through bobseska.com. Click the all caps Patreon link just beneath the logo, and it'll shuttle you right over to our Patreon page. Bookmark it. 
and then listen to all our materials there. You can support the show at various levels. You can support the show for a dollar a month, five dollars a month, ten dollars a month, or fifteen dollars a month. By the way, the interview show is free, so you don't need to subscribe. But if you like what you hear, make sure to support the show. And you know, for no other reason but the Friday after party. The Friday after party is so much fun. <laughs> Unlike this show with Buzz. <laughs> well, we don't we don't talk sex nearly enough, Bob. Yeah. That's our problem on Tuesdays. That's it. But of course, you know, I I, I used the big the Bigfoot porn story today instead of on Thank the after you. party. But normally, Thank you. that it'd was be a nice nod day. to me. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, we'll see you on Wednesday, folks. Have a good one. Oh, by the way, Buzz Burbank can be heard at buzzburbank.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and realmnetwork.com. Take care, folks. Bye-bye.